My name is Mark Anthony. I'm a journalist, author, and most recently a broadcaster specialising in the field of demolition and construction. The story I'm about to tell you has been the subject of rumour and speculation for more than three years now. There is a possibility that it might turn out to be a storm in a teacup, a lot of hot air. But there's also a possibility that this might prove to be the biggest scandal I've covered in my 30-year career. This is the CMA Files. Three years ago, I received an ominous-sounding phone call that spoke of UK demolition companies being raided by the Competition and Markets Authority. At the time, I had no idea who or what the Competition and Markets Authority were, or the power they wielded. I had no inkling that the organisation's initials would slip so easily into the demolition sector's vernacular, or that those three letters would come to dominate industry discourse and I certainly had no indication that the conversation about the CMA investigation would still be ongoing three years later. I finally made it back to the office a full week after I'd been told about alleged raids on one or more UK demolition companies. Those raids, assuming they were real, had been carried out by an organisation called the Competition and Markets Authority, or the CMA. With no details forthcoming on which companies may or may not have been raided, or what the CMA was actually investigating, I filled my time learning precisely what the CMA actually is, what powers it has, and where it came from. From the very outset, it was clear that this was an organisation that was not to be trifled with. Those of a certain age might recall that there used to be an organisation in the UK called the Monopolies and Mergers Commission. As the name suggests, the organisation was a statutory body set up to inquire into and report on questions relating to specific mergers, monopolies and anti-competitive practices. The organisation was so well known in fact that there was even a joke about it, a joke that was trotted out by comedians throughout the 1970s and 1980s. Why is there only one Monopolies and Mergers Commission? Yeah, I know it's not that funny. They were simpler times. On the 1st of April 1999, the Competition Commission replaced the Monopolies and Mergers Commission, taking up a similar role, but this time under the umbrella of the Competition Act that came into force in 1998. The life of the Competition Commission was relatively short-lived. The Commission itself closed on the 1st of April 2014, exactly 15 years after it began. Its functions and responsibilities transferred to the Competition and Markets Authority, or the CMA as it's now better known. In truth, the CMA launched in shadow form on the 1st of October 2013, but it began operating fully six months later. It also absorbed the responsibilities of the Office of Fair Trading, which was subsequently abolished. Among its many duties, the CMA is charged with issuing fines for what are known as Initial Enforcement Orders, or IEOs. Up until a year or so ago, the CMA had only imposed fines for breach of an IEO in a small number of cases. At that time, the highest fine imposed was for £325,000. All of that changed in October 2021, when it levied a fine of £50.5 million against Facebook over its acquisition of a company called Giphy. 
Although the collusion that was apparently alleged within the UK demolition and construction industries were not merger or acquisition related, it was clear that the CMA had teeth, and it wasn't afraid to use them. Unfortunately, the wider construction industry was about to invite the CMA to take a bite. Less than a year after it handed down fines of more than £40 million to companies involved in the UK construction sector, the CMA carried out some additional research and discovered that construction companies were still ignorant of the rules. That research revealed that only 6% of construction firms were familiar with competition law and that general understanding of the illegality of these practices was low. 29% of those surveyed thought it was OK to attend meetings with competitors to agree prices. A further 32% thought agreeing not to supply each other's customers was legal. And 25% saw no problem with discussing bids and agreeing who would get which tenders. At the same time as releasing the findings of its research, the CMA also lifted the lid on secret conversations that take place inside illegal cartels. An investigation into a precast concrete drainage cartel that resulted in £36 million in fines in 2019 revealed that the businesses concerned held regular secret meetings away from business premises in hotel meeting rooms. Four of those meetings were secretly recorded by the CMA. The businesses discussed and agreed certain price lists, which were then used by sales teams as a basis for negotiating with customers. They also decided that they would not compete for each other's customers on certain fixed price contracts. One of the individuals at a cartel meeting said, I'm quite happy if we agree jobs because, you know, it's pointless cutting the bloody price. We should be sticking out, as we've always said, get a better price. And another said, Just set the term deals up, set the market rates up, and the merchant rates up, and the likelihood is you're going to get the same market share. The industry apparently failed to heed the warnings. In November 2020, the CMA handed down fines of over £9 million to a pair of rolled lead suppliers, Associated Lead Mills and H.J. Entervan. Following an investigation into suspected cartel conduct, the CMA found that the two companies had broken the law by entering into anti-competitive arrangements. Both firms admitted their roles in the illegal cartel. The anti-competitive arrangements took place between October 2015 and April 2017 and included colluding on prices, sharing the rolled lead market by arranging not to target certain customers and arranging not to supply a new business because it risked disrupting the firm's existing customer relationships. Each of the arrangements also included exchanges of commercially sensitive information. The CMA had tasted construction sector blood and apparently... It liked it. Just a month after it had fined the rolled lead firms, it would find a pair of companies involved in the supply of groundworks products to some of the nation's largest construction firms. VP PLC and MGF Trench Construction Systems Limited were fined more than £11.2 and £3.7 million respectively. The CMA found that the companies colluded illegally to reduce competition and maintain or increase prices. This involved sharing confidential information on future pricing and commercial strategy. They also coordinated their commercial activities to reduce uncertainty, including monitoring each other's prices and challenging quotes they deemed too low. 
The CMA found that illegal collusion between VP and MGF lasted for periods totaling nearly two years. A third groundworks company, maybe higher, took part for a single period of five months. Maybe wasn't fined, as it brought the illegal activity to the CMA's attention and fully cooperated with the investigation under the CMA's leniency programme. In short, maybe higher had gained immunity by becoming a whistleblower. The CMA likes whistleblowers. In fact, there's an entire section of its website dedicated to the subject. A business that has participated in a cartel may receive total or partial immunity from fines if it comes forward with information about the cartel, provided certain conditions for leniency are met. The first cartel member to report and provide evidence of a cartel will be granted total immunity, provided the CMA is not already investigating the cartel, does not otherwise have sufficient information to establish the existence of the cartel, and if the other conditions for leniency are met. An individual who comes forward with information about their involvement in a cartel may receive immunity from prosecution or a no-action letter, provided they satisfy certain conditions, including admitting taking part in the cartel and cooperating completely and continuously throughout the investigation. This whistleblower immunity may yet come into play. The speculation across the UK demolition industry suggests the involvement of a whistleblower. But with the investigation ongoing and with no end date in sight, that might yet prove to be another of the countless red herrings thrown up over the last three years. Therein lies an issue. Even though the CMA will neither confirm nor deny that any investigation is taking place or has taken place, it's been in the public realm now for three years. And the investigation, real or imagined, has spawned its very own rumour mill. In episode 3 of the CMA Files. With no official statement from the CMA itself, the focus has switched to speculation about which companies and which individuals might be involved. It's also thrown up countless questions over what the potential fallout might be if the rumours and speculation prove to be founded. The CMA Files is a demolition news production. It was written and narrated by Mark Antony. We hope you enjoyed this episode.